Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, everyone. My name is Kwame Christian. I am the host of the Negotiate Anything podcast, and you are listening to OPP. everybody and welcome back to another episode of OPP, Other People's Podcast highlights America's top podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Kwame Christian, host of the amazing podcast, Negotiate Anything. The best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations. And on Negotiate Anything, Kwame helps to make these difficult conversations easier to have by sharing the skills and mindsets you need to lead, persuade, and resolve conflicts. On this episode, we learn more about Kwame. He gives us some great negotiation tips. We get his podcaster's picks. And of course, we get into his dope show, Negotiate Anything. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Kwame Christian. Yo, Kwame, what's up, though? Hey, man. Good to see you. Dude, it is a pleasure to see see you. Like we said before, we uh, hit the record button. Feels like I got my cousin on the show. You know what I'm saying? I got a family member on. How's everything? Man, things are good. Can't complain. You know, it's a new year, new day. Uh, things are looking good for this year. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. How's everything been going with you in the pandemic? You're based in Ohio, Ohio right? Yeah, I'm in Ohio. And, um, you know, for, for my business where I was getting on a plane almost every week and traveling, it was uh, it was pretty tumultuous for a bit. <laughs> you know, everything got canceled, but we had to pivot. We had to to reinvent ourselves and it went well. And ultimately, the, the business ended up growing like 30, 40 percent uh, by the end of the year. It was it was a strong recovery. So we're looking forward to keeping that momentum going. Hey, man, as my mom always says recession don't mean depression. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I'm so happy to have you on the show, my brother, because we're living, obviously, in very unique times. But there's also a time that people are going to be going through a lot of changes. And when you're going through a lot of changes, you might need to negotiate. Who else uh, who can help you navigate that journey like my man Kwame? So first, uh, I know you are the director of the American Negotiation Institute. Tell me more about that role and, and about that organization. Yeah. So with this company, what we do is negotiation and conflict resolution trainings. That's our bread and butter. But we we really are a media company first with the, the podcast and with uh, my, my writing for Forbes, the books and articles and things like that. We want to add as much value as possible through the, the art and science of negotiation. That's really it. And through our content, that's free. And then it just drives people toward our, our paid content, with our, which is our services and uh, negotiation trainings. So, you know, you're you're an attorney, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so uh, how did you realize that negotiation was something that was a problem for a lot of people and that you felt like you wanted to step into this space to educate folks on, on this topic? It was a problem for me. <laughs> That's, yeah. what did it. That's what did it. Explain that. Yeah. So um, I tell people I'm a recovering people pleaser. 
And I, I was profoundly bad at having these difficult conversations. And so it wasn't until I got to law school that I realized that negotiation is a skill. I took a class and, and fell in love with it because I saw myself actually getting better by learning these skills. And so for me, I, my motto is the best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations. And when I started to assert myself, say what I felt, be more authentic in those type of things, my relationships got better, career got better, everything got better. And I said, I, I want to help other people have this same revelation. And so that's what I'm doing here with the American Negotiation Institute. I just want to help to make these difficult conversations easier for everybody so they can start living the best version of their life. Kwame, take me to that moment. Um, you, meant, you, you mentioned you were a professional people pleaser. But when did you, was there a light bulb moment for you when you realized, ah, like, I suck at this? And what was that moment? You know, it's one of those things where everything is, it's like in, right in front of you. Um, and then somebody shows you, hey, you know, this, <laughs> this is an issue. One of my mentors told me there was a difference between being liked and being respected. And if I want to get to where I want to go. I'm going to have to have these difficult conversations uh, because I have big dreams. I, I want to help a lot of people. I want to have a massive impact. And so that's when I started to, to make that pivot. So my background's in psych. And so I started to kind of treat myself, <laughs> as you will. I treated it like a phobia and kind of walked through what it would take to, to get that confidence to have those difficult conversations. And like I said, man, it made everything better. And so um, that's what I want to do. Just share it as much as, as possible. Now, what are some key mistakes that people make uh, in negotiating that, that you found? The biggest one is that they just don't do it. I mean, we, we have to start from ground zero here. They just don't do it. And um, that's why I called the show Negotiate Anything, because I want to raise people's awareness. You're having these conversations every day. And if you're having a conversation where somebody wants something, that's a negotiation. And so for me, what I do to this day still, I look at these everyday conversations as opportunities to practice. The more I practice, the better I'm going to be in these really big ones, you know? So conversations with my five-year-old, with my wife, with my mom, with my, my colleagues at work, whatever it happens to be, I, I stay sharp by using the, the negotiation skills in these lower level conversations. So then when I'm negotiating with opposing counsel, trying to land a big client, those type of things, I'm already ready to go. You know, it's like you, you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm. Uh, there's one thing I, I want to know, Kwame. Kwame, does your strategy of how you negotiate differ based on what you're negotiating? So, for example, salary, right? So many people of us are, are looking for new jobs or getting to those positions where it's time to negotiate salary uh, versus maybe like negotiating, I don't know, a contract to play in the major leagues, right? Does, there, does your style and tactics change um, based off the situation? And, and if so, how so? The foundation is going to be the same. The foundation is always going to be the same. And I think stylistically, you have to play your position, you know, so if it's a, uh, a situation where I have more leverage, then I'll be a little bit more assertive, right? If it's a situation where they have more leverage, then I'm going to have to focus on building that relationship a little bit more so they don't use that leverage on me <laughs> in a way I don't like. You know, so for me with a salary negotiation, a simple rule to follow is I always let the uh, I would suggest that you always let the company make the first offer, then you counter. Because what you do is if the other side has more information than you, then you let them make the first offer. 
if you have more information than them or the same amount, then you make the first offer. So like in a contract negotiation type of business deal, you always want to try to be the first to make the first offer because that is puts you at a at an advantage strategically. But then you take that to the salary negotiation example and you think about this. So imagine if they say, hey, Corey, how much you want to make? And you say, I want to make 150,000. They're like, of course, yeah, we can bring you on. You feel dumb, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you realize, whoa, I could have definitely gotten more. And so that, so you really play the position. You have to consider the the culture um, of the organization, the culture of the location, and just industry standard. How does it happen? You know, if we're haggling for a car, you know, we we're probably not caring too much about the relationship going forward. You can be a little bit more aggressive, but in most other negotiations where there's going to be some kind of ongoing relationship. You don't want to push too, too hard in a way that's too aggressive that risks damaging the relationship. So you want to consider all those factors, but more or less the foundation of the way that I hold myself and the tactics that I use stay the same. Uh, Is it important for folks negotiating to come in mind with a particular goal, right? So let's say, for example, if it is salary and like 100,000 is my goal, like how firm should you be in that goal? Um, and when should you know to push back in, in the negotiations? You always need to come in with a goal. Always need to come in with a goal. And even if it's a situation where you don't know enough, you don't know enough even to, to come up with a concrete goal, then your goal in that conversation changes to get more information in this first stage of the negotiation, come back, think about it by yourself. And then in the second negotiation, then you can come forward with a competent offer, right? But you have to have some clarity because if you don't have clarity as, as things change in the conversation, then your position is going to change inappropriately too. And so the thing is you have to adjust, but the question is when, and so you have to ask yourself, what's, what's the difference between information and influence? information versus influence. If you provide me with some facts, some data, some statistics, something tangible, then I can adjust. Okay, legit. I, I, that, I didn't see that coming. That's good information. Now I can adjust my position. But if you're just you know, making things sound really nice and pretty, and then you just keep on making things sound nice and pretty, but you haven't told me how the circumstances have changed, then, then I'm going to hold my position. Uh, is there a particular skill set or characteristic that you find within a good negotiator curiosity that's that's the big one curiosity and the thing is curiosity will will lead to a lot of of interesting things right so curious so first before the conversation if you're curious you're going to start to do some research you're going to prepare you're going to be more ready for the conversation which will make you more confident and allow you to put together a better strategy that's the first thing during the conversation you're going to ask great open-ended questions you're going to gather information you're going to learn more about the situation negotiation is an information game the more you know the the better you're going to be at this game right and for me my simple rule that i follow is i try to keep the breakdown of conversation 70 30 where they're speaking 70 percent of the time i'm only speaking 30 which i think is counterintuitive right most people think oh yeah i'm in, I'm, in, I'm negotiating i'm going to tell them this stuff you know and make them see it my way no that's not the best way to do it because every action has an equal and opposite reaction and the more you try to make your point the more they're going to try to do the same thing, you know? And so it's counterintuitive, but a lot of times the best way to persuade somebody is helping them to understand the gaps in their understanding by asking questions that reveal it to themselves. Mm, curiosity. I, I want to take it back a little bit, Kwame. You mentioned something about, and I have it underlined and circled right here in my pad, 
because I think it's such a strong word is foundation. Um, what is the foundation of a good negotiator? Yeah. And so I, I came up with this framework called the compassionate curiosity framework. And it's three steps. First, acknowledge and validate emotions. Second, get curious with compassion. And third, joint problem solving. So at the beginning, let's assume in a lot of these situations, emotions are going to be a, a big part of it, especially our interpersonal conversations. Here's the thing, Corey, like a lot of times in these conversations, we don't even get to the point where we could talk about substance and logic and all these cool things because people are too upset <laughs> at the beginning and we don't address it. And so acknowledging and validating those emotions, that's going to be powerful. So example, um, it sounds like this is really frustrating for you. It seems as though this had a real impact on you. Then they're going to elaborate. They're going to say, yeah, blah, blah, blah. They're going to go deeper. And then you just say that makes sense. That's the validation. You're not agreeing. You don't need to agree. You just need to say, yeah, from your perspective, I can see how you came to that conclusion. Just going through that cycle and acknowledging and validating until they start to calm down. That's one of the most powerful things you can do to, to move forward in these conversations. And you don't stop doing that until the emotion starts to get out of the way. And then getting curious with compassion is just asking these open-ended questions about making sure that you're doing it with the right tone so people don't recognize it as a threat or get offended. And then joint problem solving. We've overcome those emotional uh, barriers. We've taken the time to gather information. Now we have an understanding of what the situation is. And so now we sit down as colleagues, as partners in this, and we try to figure out how we can solve the problem together. It's just brainstorming at that point. And this is the same framework I use with my five-year-old, same framework I use with my wife, same framework I use with opposing counsel and my clients, all these difficult conversations. It works perfectly in all of these situations. Wow. Uh, Kwame, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get to your podcast, Negotiate Anything. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And Kwame, we are back, my friend. So my brother, my cousin Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, how did you first discover the medium of podcasting? I discovered it when I created my first failed business. <laughs> it, was a, it was a website called MyTropics. It was supposed to be the Amazon for Caribbean products. I'm a Caribbean American. And, um, and so you know what's out there, Corey? What's out there? Amazon. Amazon is out there. <laughs> so I thought this would be a fun project in, uh, while I was getting my, my law degree and my master of public policy. Oh, let's start a failed business too. But I learned a lot. And I learned a lot through podcasting and I, I got, I was obsessed with learning more about business and everything. And honestly, that was a necessary part of my foundation because I, I learned so much about business and marketing and starting a, a modern business using the power of the internet um, that I wouldn't be where I am today without that failure under my belt. So I appreciate it. But podcasting was the medium that I used to learn. And so I said, man, there's going to be some time when I start a podcast. I, I, I know it. And so that was the genesis for me. And then fast forward years later, I used that to build the brand. Yeah, let's go back to that, that, that genesis moment. Like, when was that light bulb moment for you when you were going to step in 
and, and become a host of your own show? You knew you were going to embark on this journey. Yeah, well, I realized that I needed to to really establish myself in the field. And uh, the, the way to do that was let people know that I know what I'm talking about. That's really it. And we, we talk about bias a lot, right? People talk about bias in different places, but I think it's often too limited. We often talk about race, gender, ethnicity, the sexual orientation, those type of things. But in the, in the legal space, in a lot of these professional spaces, there's bias against youth. And I'm, I was fighting against that. So I'll be honest. I, I tell people one of these days I'm going to come out on LinkedIn as a millennial. Um, I, think, uh, <laughs> I think people think I'm a lot older than I really am. I'm, I'm 32. But um, when I started the podcast, what, I was 26 or so. And that's like a, an embryo in legal terms, right? Totally. When you think about other people who are negotiation experts and putting themselves out there like that, I mean, they have like 15, 20 years on me on average. And so I needed to do something to set myself apart and just continue, continuously putting out high level content to demonstrate my mastery of the, of the topic was the way that I chose to do it. Wow. Uh, so Kwame, for folks who are listening to this episode and they're going to go check out Negotiate Anything right after this episode of OPP is done. Uh, give me the elevator elevator pitch for the show. It'll help you to get what you want out of life, whether it's at work or at home. That's really it. That's really it. And you'll have fun doing it. I, I think that's the coolest part. I, I keep it really practical. Now, you've been doing this podcast for years now. Uh, what have you learned? How about this? You've been doing this podcast for years now. What is the underlying message and goal that you want listeners to walk away with, with every episode? Is there an underlying meaning there? And, and your why for, for doing this show? Absolutely. Like I said, the, the best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations. So I want the people who listen to the show to feel empowered to actually have these difficult conversations. I want them to listen to an episode and know exactly what they need to do or say when that situation comes up. And I think that's the coolest thing about the, the reviews that I get. People are like, yeah, I listened to this before meetings, before my negotiations. Hey, I use this. I got $5,000 more per year, $20,000 more per year. One lady said she doubled her salary because of negotiation. Oh, wow. I'm like, hey, yo, can I get a piece? Can I get, can a, I get a commission though? on some of this? But it, it, it's just great man it's great to see that it's having a positive impact and it just continues to grow every day i know um one thing i love about the podcasting space and hosting a show is that you know you get to share your knowledge and you're perceived as an expert you are an expert but outwardly you are definitely perceived as an expert in your field because you're talking about it right but one thing is as i the more that i podcast the more that i know nothing i continue to learn what have you learned from this process uh, having this show negoti negotiate anything that you didn't learn in, in the classroom or, or through your career as an attorney? Man, there's so much. I think that's the hardest part to, to identify, but I think that's the thing that I learned too. There's no end to this. There's no end to this. That I, I'm about 250 episodes deep. And Corey, every single episode, I'm learning something new. Every single episode, you know, and I teach this all the time. I'm a professor at two schools and everything like that. And every episode, I'm still learning something new. And I, that, that's what helped me to realize that there are levels to this game and there no, there's no end to those levels. And so that's what's really exciting to me. Kwame, I, I often say in the world of podcasting that podcasting does two things really, really well. Uh, it's a way for you to rebrand yourself 
or to double down on the brand you've already built for yourself to continue to expand that. Uh, how has this show and how has podcasting uh, helped you in your career as, as an attorney? Well, I'd say it, it, I, I think you encapsulated that perfectly. I mean, rebranding, that was the beginning for me, right? Just from an everyday lawyer to a negotiation expert. And then since then, it's just been doubling down over and over and over again. And the cool thing is now from the practice perspective, because I still practice just enough to not forget how to negotiate. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that academic who has war stories from like the 80s. Um, and so I just I do it just to stay sharp. That's really it. Um, but my clients trust me. They trust the strategy. And the, the folks in the firm come to me when they have really interesting cases. And then the beauty of it for me is like, this is story collection. I get to take this information from my own experiences and bring it into my trainings. So I can just say, actually, you know what? I have a story from that. Last week, actually, I was in this negotiation and I blah, 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 to really to show how it works. So, I mean, it's been incredible for the career and it's led to some really cool opportunities. I, I wrote a book, have another one coming out, traditional publishing for the next one. The, and we've expanded the brand to not just be narrowly focused on business negotiation, but difficult conversations in general. So how to have difficult conversations about politics. This book is going to be on how to have difficult conversations about race. Um, and uh, for an other negotiation experts, that's, those are topics they would, never they would never touch. But since we've expanded our mission in this way to help people wherever the difficult conversation happens to be, it's allowed us to get to those uh, different opportunities. And then potentially, you know, still a long shot, but we're making pitches now, um, a potential reality TV show as well that could come down the pike based on conflict resolution too. So it's been fantastic for the career and I'm, I'm really exciting to, excited to see where it goes. Kwame, one thing I want to touch on before we get to our podcasters picks is, you know, I knew when I got into my podcast journey, I was in the music industry uh, as a rapper and songwriter and got into podcasting and that's sort of realizing oh wow people know me more now as a podcaster than they do as the rapper and songwriter and so how has that transition been for you being that you came i uh, started your professional career as an attorney uh but now through this podcast you're being seen in a different way you know and i now know kwame as the podcaster uh, how has that been for you making that transition it's been exciting and it's it's such a liberating realization, Corey, because you are who you say you are, right? And if you say it enough, other people will believe you. Mm, that's right. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. And so I can I can brand myself in this way. And then I know down the road, if I want to make another strategic pivot, I can start another podcast and start talking. Wow. Kwame, we are at a point in the show called our podcasters picks. Now, this is when I ask the guests of today's show to provide me with their top three favorite podcasts that they enjoy that the audience should be listening to. So Kwame, take it away. Oh, okay. So I'm going to surprise you with a few of these. So, and I can't say your, your show. I can't say yours. Can't say my show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I can't say. Well, sometimes when I'm, when I'm tuning out, like when I'm just trying to like not think about anything uh, of importance, I listen to this podcast called Heavy Hands. It's about um, mixed martial arts. Ooh. Ooh. Um, you know, you might not know this, Corey, but I am undefeated in fights. Did not know that. Which means, which means we go into the bar. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, oh, we need to clarify this. See, this is an opportunity for you to use some curiosity. Well, how many fights have you had, Kwame? None. Zero. Plan to keep it that way. I'm a peaceful person. <laughs> I talk my way out of that stuff. Like, yo, rounds on Kwame. Everywhere that's I go. Right. <laughs> so that's one. And um, Ask With Confidence podcast. That's another show that we produce. Um, uh, Catherine Kanapke, our chief operating officer, produces it. It's about women in negotiation and, and leadership. And I think that's a really good one, too. And you said you said three, right? Yeah, give me one more. One more. Um, I've started to listen to Pod Save America. Yeah you know, talking about politics and whatnot. Um, I like the episodes that are, that come in response to certain things uh, more so than their, their standard everyday episodes. Cause those can get a little ranty. I, I like to see their specific response to issues cause they have really interesting takes and good connections too. Awesome. And Kwame, before I let you get out of here, my brother, why do you podcast? Podcast to share the message and have an impact. Awesome, my man. Kwame Christian, thank you so much for being a guest on OPP. Once again, I mean, you're not even a guest. You're family. I feel like you just, like you just coming over for dinner, man. <laughs> this is fun, man. I appreciate it. Great interview. Um, let me know how I can help. No doubt, my brother. Everyone, please go check out Negotiate Anything on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Pod bless, my brother. We out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Kwame Christian. Be sure to check out his amazing podcast, Negotiate Anything, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode was produced by Justin Richards. Music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, be sure to check out opp.news for the latest in podcast news and releases. And while you're listening, how about giving us a five-star rating in the Apple app? It'll really mean a lot. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pod bless, everybody. Till next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 